0: Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Rumi Force Calf Cube. Maximise calf performance and health at grass by optimising the function of the rumen. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Calf Milk Replacer. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme with John O'Connor. Later in the programme, Sean McNamara... ICSA, National Sheep Chair, welcomes the launch of the Irish Grown Wool Council, IGWC. Fergal Mahoney, Dairy Gold, Chagas, Joint Programme on Grazing, Breeding and Synchronisation. Farmers say milk price cuts are unsustainable. Barry Murphy, Irish Farmers Journal, has an overview of the milk price for the remainder of this year, 2023. But first, Dairy Gold, our sponsor, delivers a very strong performance for 2022. Dairy Gold Cooperative Society Limited has announced its financial results for the year 2022. The cooperative achieved a record turnover of 1.65 billion euro, an increase of 40.9% or 477.8 million euro on previous year 2021 with an EBITDA of €68.5 million and operating profit of €40.2 million, an increase of €10.9 million and €9.8 million, respectively. The significant increase in EBITDA and operating profit was achieved against a background of considerable volatility and inflationary pressures, while paying leading milk and grain prices, with an excellent performance delivered across all of the society's businesses. Commenting on the results, Dairy Gold chief executive Conor Galvin said, quote, The society delivered a very strong operational and financial performance. This performance was driven by maximizing the unprecedented high market returns, achieving enhanced operational efficiencies, while managing volatility and significant inflationary pressures. This enabled, he said, the society to pay very strong and extremely competitive prices to members for their produce. Referring to dairy markets, 2022 had been an extraordinary year for dairy prices. Several factors on the supply side, including weaker output in the major global milk-producing regions, Post-pandemic supply bottlenecks and the war in Ukraine, combined with stable demand, significantly strengthened dairy market returns. Dairy gold reflected this market dynamic, paying a historically high milk price of 62.4 cents per litre, based on the average constituents received, including bonuses, plus fat, an increase of 52% on 2021's milk price. Dairy market prices have weakened in recent months with slower economic growth and the impact of higher product prices reducing demand. This has inevitably impacted milk price in 2023, but as always, dairy gold's main priority is to continue to maximise returns for its members. The Dairy Ireland business had a very successful year in 2022 and was a significant contributor to the society's strong operational and financial performance. During the year, 1.48 billion litres of milk were collected and processed from dairy gold milk suppliers. Turnover increased by 301.6 million euro to 1.03 billion euro, primarily reflecting record increases in dairy market prices during the year. The Dairy Ireland business continues to benefit from the capital investment programme over the last decade. This, combined with a focus on building and nurturing strong relationships with our newer and other strategic B2B customers in nutritional ingredients and cheese solutions, has delivered increased margin for the business in 2022. Dairy Gold's health and nutrition business Continued to build a strong distribution network in China for its Arabo trademark premium brand of fortified Irish whole milk powder. Dairy Gold's UK and Europe business performed well in 2022, exceeding expectations, delivering a strong financial performance. Agribusiness Dairy Gold's agribusiness delivered a very strong performance across all activities in 2022. There is still huge uncertainty around feed and fertiliser prices and volatility remains in the market, which will continue to be a challenge for the business in 2023. Dairy Gold Agribusiness has committed to making a significant investment in Lumberstown Mill over the coming years to ensure business continuity. This investment will provide new state-of-the-art milling equipment with a modernised building to secure the long-term future of the Lumberstown Mill, while also improving the sustainability and environmental impact of day-to-day operations. In early 2022, Dairy Gold completed a strategic review of the business to determine the future ambition and direction for the society. The review entitled, Our Strategy, Our Future 2030 Review, focused on developing the strategy under five core pillars. Core business stability, business growth and margin improvement, sustainability and environmental impact, people and culture and financial delivery and governance. Environmental sustainability continues to be the biggest challenge facing the dairy industry and agriculture as a whole. The Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine confirmed in August 2022 that the agriculture sector would be required to cut emissions by 25% by 2030 versus a 2018 baseline. Dairygold is continuing to work with its milk suppliers to identify actions that can be taken in the short and long term to deliver a significant reduction in emissions and help achieve the goals set out in the climate Action plan. In 2019, DairyGold had been one of the first processing co ops to introduce a sustainability bonus to incentivize DairyGold milk suppliers to improve their ways of working on farm and to improve herd health, milk recording, and grass based milk production. Building on that, in January 2023, DairyGold launched the Grassroots Milk Supplier. Sustainability bonus. This programme contains a range of balanced measures which dairy goals believe, if implemented in full, will contribute significantly to dairy goals' sectoral emissions target and improve water quality and biodiversity on farm. Moving forward and closer to the 2030 target, we need an integrated industry approach to reach our collective emissions goal. A clear plan from the Food Vision Dairy Group report, coupled with ongoing measures at farmer and processor level, will be extremely important in helping the industry reach its target. Dairy Gold Chairman Mr Sean O'Brien, commenting on the 2022 results, said, 2022 has been a very good year for the society, a testament to the capability and determination of the society's members, employees and customers. As we move further into a new year, high input costs, market volatility and the current geopolitical landscape continue to be a concern. Mr O'Brien said, Dairy Gold would continue to work in the very best interests of their members to alleviate the pressures of the volatile and challenging market environment while also continuing to deliver on members' ambitions. Part of the 2022 Dairy Gold Annual Report, IFA National Dairy Committee Chair Mr Stephen Arthur is warning milk processors that dairy farmers cannot sustain any more cuts to milk price. Stephen Arthur said farmers have endured milk price cuts in excess of 10 cents a litre since January, equating, he claimed, to an income reduction of €50,000 for the average supplier. Coming up next from the Irish Farmers' Journal... Mr. Barry Murphy, on likely milk price trends for the rest of this year, 2023. We are joined on the farm programme by Mr. Barry Murphy, news correspondent, Irish Farmer's Journal. Barry, in the journal this week, you and your colleagues give an overview of what's in store for the milk price for the rest of this year, 2023. Now, you might give us a brief overview, you know, on the lines of the, um, what you've published in the journal this week.
1: Yeah, no problem, John. Look, thanks for having us on. I know there's a lot of Cork dairy farmers down your way and a lot of readers of this week's paper might be tuning into. I suppose where milk price is going over the months ahead um, obviously dairy farmers are grappling with tough weather, brutal weather is on our front page there of the paper this week and it really has been brutal with the farmers forced to have to bring cows in and start feeding them silage again with grazing conditions not suitable but just on the milk price John um, we were talking to the main co-ops over the last couple of days and we have that outlook there from Tier from Dairy Gold and from Lakeland Dairies um, on page eight of this week's paper. And I suppose look, Dairy Gold's have a lot of farmers supplying to them down there in Cork. And um, their CEO, Conor Galvin, is saying that, you know, the, the slowdown um, or stop, it's yet to come, but it will come. Um, but it'll be the second half of the year before we kind of see that uh, that that I suppose that stall in a, in a cut to milk price. So, you know, he, while um, Dairy Gold has not announced the price it'll pay farmers for um, their March supplies He's saying that, you know, it'll be a little while yet before it starts to go back the other way in terms of reduction. Remember, farmers have been hit with a price cut of between, say, 10 and 12 cents between January and February supplies. So it's uh, it's going to continue to go that way for another little while. And Lakelands, then, on the other side of it, um, lakelands are always usually the first out of the traps in terms of selling their milk price for the month gone by. And they, today, in just in the last little while, have announced their milk price for uh, March supplies, and they've cut it another 4 cents per litre down to 40.81 cent per litre, and that's excluding VAT, and it's for milk at 3.6% fat and 3.3% protein. Um, Again, their CEO, Colin Kelly, he's saying that, and look, he's he's a new new man on the block there as well. He's after a place and his predecessor, Michael Hanley, um, just there in December, and he's saying that, you know, look, it's going to stay where it is for the moment further reductions, or at, at least it's not going to go back the other way. And uh, within the second half of the year, Q3 and Q4, um, that that will go back up the other way or, you know, it'll be a bit more positive. Ultimately, though, um, and Cirlan CEO Jim Bergen told us this week, you know, that, that uplift in price or that correction in price that farmers might be looking for, it's not going to come until past peak milk production. So it'll be, a lot of the milk will be gone in in terms of spring cab and herds. Um, they'll have gone on past their peak milk production before we see any sort of correction or, or uptick in price. Um, he's As Cirlan CEO, he's saying the price is not where it needs to be. That they're disappointed with the likes of the Global Dairy Index um, and or new forecast looking at where where, where price will go. Um, but interestingly, Dairy Industry Ireland uh, director, Conor Mulvihill, also told us this week that, you know, he was it's, it's, it's a bit more positive, uh, John. He was saying that the bottom has been hit and that the future does look a bit better and that he'd be optimistic going forward.
0: And, of course, in the Irish Farmers' Journal, you yourself, Barry Murphy, and your colleagues in the journal, Lorcan uh, roach Kelly, you overview the various aspects of milk price, and indeed it gets great coverage in this week's edition of the Irish Farmers' Journal. That's for Saturday, 15th of April, 2023. And in general, I suppose what's happening is that milk producers, the farmers the dairy farmers they're hoping that a damage limitation action will you know enable them hold out but some people would be very worried about the future of the sector but again we look back at tremendous record prices for a few months ago and now of course uh, input costs are not going down in any noticeable way they may even be increasing so It's really a question of hoping things will balance out. But again, looking at the comments you've quoted there from Derrygold CEO, Mr Conor Galvin, he told the Irish Farmers Journal that what we're seeing right now in terms of volumes is a very thin market, which makes it hard to read. But particularly now... And there is an imbalance between supply and demand, meaning buyers at the moment are willing to step back and wait for prices to drop further. So that's an analysis there from our sponsor, Dairy Goal CEO, Mr. Connor Galvin.
1: Yeah, and as you kind of said there yourself, um, John, it all comes in the context of a, a, what you could call a whopper or a booming year for dairy processors last year, and to be fair, for dairy farmers. They really did enjoy those higher milk prices um, and we also have analysis in this week's paper just looking at how much those co ops and processors made. So, Dairy Gold, you mentioned it there as your sponsor. Dairy Gold had an operating profit um, that went up about so 10 million last year to 40.2 million. And a turnover that jumped 478 million to 1.65 billion. So, quite big figures there. Um, but interestingly, though, for, for suppliers to Dairy Gold, they saw the first small drop in uh, milk volume supplied to the Coop uh, since milk quotas were removed in 2015. So there, the volumes were at 1.48 billion metres last year, just down slightly from 1.49 billion metres in 2021. And then if you look at Lakelands, they were also this week with their profit figures for the year gone by. Um, and again, remember, they are cross border or Coop. Um, they had a record operating profit of 32.5 million and a turnover that jumped to 1.9 billion. So again, big figures there um And so they're forecasting with the reduction in milk supply, uh, given the way that spring has gone, um, that, you know, their turnover might drop to 1.6 billion or in around 1.7 billion um, for this year, 2023. Um, They say milk volumes are up 3% in 2022 uh, to just over 2 billion litres. but. Uh, always, from looking at the Lake land picture, I suppose you have to remember that fifty-five percent of that milk came from across the border in, the, in Northern Ireland. So, it's just interesting to see while they might be cutting milk prices at the moment, they did really cream it last year in terms of making those big, big sums of money, um, and farmers enjoying a higher milk price back then. But another factor, I suppose, that we've touched on it there too, John, is, is the weather side of things. And we've analysis in our paper this week is the talk of all the farmers in crops and in in the March. You know, this weather will it will it Will it ever come to an end um, in in terms of this rain and wind and farmers up and down the country really just getting sick at this stage? But we've kind of crunched the numbers. Our dairy editor, Aidan Brennan, and beef editor, Adam Woods, and our our tillage and sheep team as well. They've looked at it and they're saying that it's costing, you know, for every week we go on now with this wet and windy weather where farmers can't get cattle out of grass and have to continue supplementation in terms of feed. Uh, It's costing about $80 a week. For, for the average, uh, for, for the farm sector, for livestock farmers, um, that's a serious amount of money coming out of farmer pockets. They're saying milk yields um, this year, according to the ICBF, are down two litres per cow per day. Um, so there's a lot less milk going into the system. Dairy farmers are being forced to have to bring cows in. They, met, they did enjoy a nice February, um, and some of the farmers we were talking about, you know, were saying that they got maybe up to 14, 15 days out of grass day and night for their herds, and they might have had by the first week of March you know, 30 to 35 percent of their rotation grazed, but uh, that, that seems a long time ago now because cows have been in and out and uh, in sheds again and feeding silage, and that kind of disruption to diet is not uh, it's not ideal for a milking herd, as you probably well know. And it's just meaning that milk prices are dropping. And at the back of it all, then farmers are looking at emptying yards of silage, uh, silage is going scarce, particularly the southeast part of the country. Um, you know, th- th- this would be the time of year when a lot of farmers, I'm up here in County Carlow and a lot of farmers would have stock out already in the would be out grazing, but conditions just aren't there for it at the moment. And, you know, side is getting scarce, and, and depending on how scarce it is in the area, it's selling for 32 to 55 euro a bale. But um, we've plenty of coverage in that in the paper this week, John.
0: Well, thank you very much indeed, Mr Barry Murphy, news correspondent, Irish Foreign Journal, for that uh, overview, which appears in the journal on Saturday, 15th of April, Twenty twenty three and elsewhere in our program we have a detailed analysis of the Dairy Gold trading figures for 2022. Barry, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million.
2: Thanks for having us, John.
0: You're very welcome. Farm Talk on C one oh three with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Calf Milk Replacer. ICSA Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, National Sheep Chair, Mr Sean McNamara, has welcomed the official launch of the Irish Grown Wool Council. He said the ICSA has fought hard to make this a reality. Two ICSA officers have been elected to the council, ICSA Sheep Chair, Mr Sean McNamara, and ICSA Organics Chair, Mr Fergal Byrne. Mr. Sean McNamara, ICSA National Sheep Chair. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Sean, great news, the establishment of an Irish-grown wool council.
3: We're very happy in ICSA nice that this landmark decision, as we think, for the simple reason is that we want to see a viable market for our wool. And we've done a lot of work this last two years, with and, and we have uh, come along and we've got 100,000 towards the feasibility study and how would that feasible study this wool Council has up Has uh, started up? So we're delighted to see that started up, that something started up over all the work we have done this last two years.
0: Any checklist of requirements for the creation of a viable and profitable sheep wool sector to build on this very, very favorable announcement?
3: Uh, we have uh, the biggest checklist we have, everyone has to take part in it, farmers have to take part in it, the shearers have to take part in it. And also, the wool merchants have to take part in it. And also, the government has to give an incentive to farmers there to produce the wool right, to to, to have a product that's stable. That we don't want to see uh, dirt coming in and wool and things like that. We want a support that's stable that can be used. Like this thing of farmers, we're not blaming farmers, you can't blame it at the price at the moment, 20 cents. You can't blame what to put into the bag. But uh, we want to see um, it going back up to a price that will make a viable living parameter of wool.
0: As regards quality, sometimes you'll hear stories that the reason Irish wool isn't uh, commanding a better market price is because of quality. It's not clean enough and people don't seem to be that interested in aiming for high quality because when you look at the textile sector, a lot of merino wool, I understand merino wool, importer merino wool is used, but is there anything that can be done to boost the Irish quality, the quality of Irish wool, Irish sheep wool?
3: Oh, there definitely is. Like The biggest thing, like you said, is the, is the wool being presented clean and being separated. Like, farmers are going to have to be to know to put the, we say, hard wool on its own, and maybe lowland wool on its own, and everything. And every, all this wool has different values. Like, you know, uh, the hard wool can be used for insulation, the good wool can be used for, for, for different things, like clothes and several different things. So, uh, that's that's, 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 that's the way it has to go, like you know. But like I said, everyone has to take has to play their part in it. It's going to take a serious amount of work to get a uh, world presented right to suit the different markets. And also, we need a scouring plant in this country, which we have to try and get set up if if we want to make use of our wool. Uh, the biggest thing for going forward is, as an ICCC chairman, I want to see the price go out to farmers. I'm not going on the farmer side. You know, the processors are rather... They, they, we say the buyers buying the wool looking on their side for the a profit I'm looking for a farmer's side of the profit I want to see that a farmer needs has a few euros around with the prices here and his sheep out of it. The
0: wool action is not included in the new sheep improvement scheme you might just refer to the sheep improvement scheme and what you'd like to see done there again to boost now that the ball is rolling to try and keep the momentum going so the sheep improvement scheme, what can be done to boost prospects for the realisation of an Irish-grown wool
3: council mark. Well, the way we look at what the cheap improvement scheme is, we're getting five viewers like that have happened at a meeting that we've got a 20% increase, and you know at 20%, we're getting 10 years, and 20% have nothing, have nothing, so I've got two years of an increase. But we're seriously fighting hard with the government. Well, why we won't say fighting, we're fighting hard with the government to get an extra five years for the farmer to present the world rights, to get a world group set up. Because, number one, the farmer is the man that's producing the product, and if he doesn't produce the product rights to suit the markets, uh, the wool steering group uh group was going over. Also we'll be looking in time not at the moment we're looking in time for more funds than to put into the Wood Stadium group. We say to give grants to people that want set up um washing plants or whatever they want to do like or set up some sort of a company. I want to see grants for all that.
0: You say that uh, included should be all of the farmers obviously, shearers, merchants, crafters, representatives from industry, textile manufacturing all of those engaged in research and education to focus on creation of a almost a hub or creation of a very dynamic uh, wool sector, sheep wool sector, mark.
3: That is true. Like if you have not all these people involved, we're not going to have a market for our wool. Like you know what I mean? Everyone has to get involved. Like every every little thing. It doesn't matter how little they do to make clothes out of wool or whatever. It all gives value to the wool. Insulation is the biggest thing going like we're importing insulation from our broad, which is synthetic insulation and coming along. And wool, uh, wool is the safest insulation you can use in a house for the simple reason. If, you, if there's a fire in a house and your wool is an insulation, it has to be at least 400 degrees before wool is covered on fire. And even at that, that, is that sort of any toxins hanging out that's the most safest insulation anyone can use in a house?
0: there is a grade of sheep wool which quite usefully can be seen as a fertiliser.
3: It can be seen as a fertiliser and it's worked as a fertiliser. We're making out at the price of fertiliser at the moment. It could be worked uh, suddenly since the kilo as a fertiliser. Because also, I forgot about the uh, weed depressant. It'll keep down the weeds. It'll also give um, nutrients to the to the instead. We say fertiliser with that and so on. We say Maybe 20 white thorns along. They pull wool around the white thorns and it keeps the weeds down around the white thorns and it boosts the white thorns. It gives them, gives them the energy to grow on the whole out. the heats the wool on the whole lot. So there's a novel use there. Saying even in the government, could be using the roundabouts to keep down the weeds around the road. You know what? The gravel around the roundabouts, put down on the gravel and keep the weeds suppressed down. It's better than any weed killer
0: market opportunities for Irish-grown wool-based products. I understand from that report, something in the region of 7 million kilos of wool is generated from Irish sheep.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely the 7 million kilos of wool. But the, the only thing is, at the moment, I'd say if the half of it gets to the merchant, that's about it. Like at the price of at the moment, the last farmers are just dumping it there. And like, I said, they're so as to put in the... And the compost and all that, and use it as a fertilizer. So it's not really getting to the market, you know what I mean? They like got 20 cents farmers are going go there, it costs more to, if you had to go a journey with the wool than you would get for the wool. So a lot of farmers just not going to the bother, just coming around, and just cheering and sheep, dump it across the wall, put the in the in, and maybe we put it next year in the dump. That's what they're at.
0: Based on what you've said there, speaking to Mr. Sean McNamara, Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, ICSA, National Sheep Year. Based on what you've uh, been saying there, Sean, I think one of the key requirements for creation of a better quality Irish wool at presentation point would be a scouring plant. And if the government or the authorities of the department could contribute or cover the cost of creating a scouring plant around, that would be a considerable step forward in terms of boosting quality. It
3: would be a Yes, it definitely would. It would be a serious step forward. It needs to, we need a scouring plant in Ireland for the reason. All the little companies with the little crafters and things all have to send their wool over to England. And I think it costs, I think, 70 or 80 cents a kilo to get scouring in England. We had in Ireland, uh, we probably could scour for 15 20 cents a kilo.
0: There's a co op model operated by Ulster Wool, and that's supplied by about 5,000 uh, farmers from Galway Wool Co-op, and that might be one route to market. But thank you very much indeed for that official welcome of the Irish Grown Wool Council, IGWC, Mr. Sean McNamara, Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, as you say, National Sheep Share. Sean, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million.
3: You're quite welcome. Thanks very much for having me on your show. You're very welcome, Sean.
0: Next in our programme, Laura Woods with the Carberry Mockborough Farmer Report.
2: My name is Laura and I am bringing you the Carbury Mocker news. Well done to Cora Mocker who ran a very successful and enjoyable music bingo night recently. The next Carbury social night will be a pool and darts night hosted by Clonacilty Mocker in Mick Finn's Bar Clonacilty on Friday the 21st of April starting from 845 and everyone is welcome. Congratulations and best of luck to Michal Cullinan of Kilmeen Makra on representing Carberry Mocker at the Mr. Personality Festival in Clonmel. Congratulations to Bam Muscarty who won the Carberry Round of Volleyball held in Dunmanway Sports Hall recently. They will now represent the Carberry region in the national final. Now for some upcoming dates for your diary. Carberry Mocker will be hosting this year's Makra National Drama Finals in the Rossmore Theatre on April the 29th and 30th. There will be five plays over the weekend and everyone is welcome. So for details on start times and tickets, please keep an eye on our social media pages. Tickets are also on sale for the National Mocker AGM Banquet, which will be taking place in the Maritime Hotel Bantry on Saturday the 13th of May tickets are 45 euro and this includes a three course meal entertainment from bog the donkey and a dj till late you can contact us through our social media pages for to reserve some tickets so as you can see mokra has something for everyone and with clubs located from shannon to Beira there's bound to be one near you so if you were the between the ages of 17 and 35, and would like some more information, please contact us through Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok.
0: Thank you, Laura. Laura Woods with the fortnightly Carberry Macro Regional News. Mr. Fergal Omani, Group Facilitator, Chagask Dairy Gold Joint Program, Moor Park Advisory Office, more Park near Fermoy in County Cork. First of all, Fergal, welcome to the program. Now, regarding current cow production on the farm, but of that
4: protein yes, yes, John, they're in groups at the minute. We're after coming through a very difficult period where protein percentages under a lot of pressure but still i not out of the woods yet. But hopefully things are getting better and yield in groups is in around twenty seven liters with about four point two percent fat and three point four hidden three point four five for protein. So hopefully that protein will rec- continue to recover. It was under a lot of pressure ten days
0: ago the grazing situation on farms in your area?
4: Yes, the grazing situation, hopefully by the time the replay of this will be done, the conditions will have improved, but after some very wet days again this week and windy and everything, so it's creating very difficult grazing conditions. So people on heavy ground are under a lot of pressure, they haven't finished their first rounds or anywhere near it, so they've just to be careful that they're able to Um, finish their first round somewhere in the 15th to the 20th of April. Just be careful not to go beyond that because growth rates will have picked up hugely that you'll have to leave some of those paddocks closed for silage and work back into your second round that's on heavy farms, drier farms. People have started their second round. And thankfully, there is a great build-up of grass there compared with where we were before the wet weather there in March. Covers were low on farms. But at this stage, they've picked up a lot. And it's just the conditions of grazing are difficult, but people are trying to get as much grass as they can into the cows. And hopefully, like i said, that the weather will be improving.
0: Clarify regarding meal feeding rates, Fergal.
4: Yes, the, the meal feeding rates at the moment where people were in, if they were given six kilos, you know, which they would have needed because there was a good bit of silage in, but our cows are out. You know, about four kilos is what we would be recommending to feed. Until things settle down when they do, with it can build up of grass there, hopefully people will be able to lower the rates with about four kilos at the minute. There was another thing just going back to the grazing we have normal growth rates at the moment, which is a great help you know that that is even though the weather is hardly so your soil temperatures about two degrees above normal, and has resulted in growth rates somewhere the we coming to be about forty or a bit with it so hopefully. That'll help the situation.
0: Now, putting the emphasis on breeding, you know, breeding is a multifaceted situation. So, to comment in general on the emphasis on breeding.
4: Yeah, the the breeding side of things there, you know, at the moment, in what I would consider a pre-breeding situation where people need to focus on pre-breeding and by that, I mean just checking cows that I may mean, have had a hard calving or things like that just in case they need a wash out and checking to see cows are cycling the you know this year for the first time in a long time an awful lot of people will have all their cows calved before they start breeding, which has always been the name. But this year calving has gone really well, so that should be a big help. And as regards the pre breeding in those cases, you now people will have tail painted cows and noted down the ones that have come bullying, more people will go down the route John, you know, they'll keep an eye on some of the cows, but that's the minute that when they start breeding, that they'll put the emphasis on us at that stage. But I would be encouraging people to uh, keep some sort of records at the pre-breeding, which is vital if you want to have good conception rates when you do start breeding.
0: Now, heifer synchronization. The heifer synchronization program.
4: Yeah, the Heifer Synchronization Programming Groups has been very popular with people. They've found it very helpful. You know, it's it's, it's not cheap at 30 euros to do the synchronization part, which is your straw and insemination on top of that. But people have found it really worthwhile and you know, a lot of people are... Very happy to go doing it again and you, this has been done in conjunction with sex semen. What you're looking at generally in the synchronization is about eight days prior to breeding. You're going in with your synchronization and you have four different steps. Up to the time of insemination, if it is with normal semen, tis, you're injecting with a, re, a receptor or GNRH and insemination that time. If it's sex semen you're using, you're injecting into GNRH, but you have to leave the animals for eight hours so they have to be brought back in again to use sex semen on them. The one thing I would encourage people to do if they are gone using that program is make sure that their AI technician is aware of it and that because some people have quite a lot of numbers and your AI technicians just need to be aware of it that you want a good job done and those lads do a great job but they can't do miracles either and it's just to give, give them some some ideas to what numbers or what time you're intending doing it and he'll, they'll work it into their system for you and it should work well.
0: Now, Fergal, dairy sires and beef sires. You might uh, look at the dairy sires situation first of all. We'd
4: we'll be strongly on the side of AI because you're getting the better, the better animals, and you have a better chance of picking up those really good genotyped bulls that are there and tested and, and available through AI, and you can get sex semen for them. I suppose on the dairy sires, I would just encouraging people to dig out their own EBI, you know, and at the moment up on the ICBF system, the EBI that's there is shown up as a November report, but there's a, a box just above which generate reports. If you click that, that'll bring up your current one. And the reason you need to do that is the November one won't have the 2021 barn calves in as for lactations. So you just need to click that to give you an idea as to what EBI you have in your herd. And once you have that EBI and the herd of the values you have up there, each bull you're looking at has similar values to that, and you can pick bulls that will suit your herd. And it strongly advises people to get advice from their Breeding advisor or their their, their, um, dairy or chagas advisors to give you some ideas to what's best bulls for your herd because like everything, some herds will need much stronger bulls or it might be harder to pick bulls whereas other herds can improve their situation massively by going those steps. Beef sires. Yeah, and the reason we'd be highlighting the beef sires now is that people... To have a, a lot of people have finished their expansion stages in their Frisians, so what they're doing, they're picking out their better cows and breeding the heifers um, to uh, dairy, and then you have quite a bit of extra beef, and even this year it would have been noticing calf prices that early on in the time there was a lot of beef calves available because people had mixed Frisian and uh, the beef sires on cows, and as a result they they got good prices at the moment, a good few of the beef calves are difficult enough sold because a lot of the people that were looking for the beef calves this time last year haven't satisfied a month earlier because of the way people went about using their beef sires as well as on the beef sire thing you're looking at the dairy breeding the the beef breeding index of those to make sure that they are the higher genetics in the herd, in the in their bulls, the the beef bulls. So what you're looking at is making sure they're positive for carcass value and this carcass beef value then is worked up and that will be a big figure in the future. But it's just to pick the better bulls to put across in your dairy and to be a win-win for everyone in the future, hopefully.
0: ICBF, Sire, advice.
4: Yeah, that's what we'll be highlighting on the Sire Advice. You know, a lot of people now pick their bulls, you know, they have a good selection of bulls picked, depending on the number of cows they have, and that they'll manually put them into the ICBF Sire Advice section, and that will allocate three bulls to each three potential bulls to each cow and the big plus with doing that is you have the option of three bulls for each cow you can pull out the cows that you want to use beef on or cows you're calling. so you're getting the dairy sires matching up with your better cows and you have ended up with um, inbreeding sorted as well that you're not going around trying to check whether that bull is related to the animals in your herd or not and i think it is well worth doing isn't? You know, a good few people do it and you can change it during the year as well and link it into the handheld of the AI technicians. So it's a value, very valuable uh, service to make use of the thyroid advice from ICBF.
0: The role of clover in fixing nitrogen in the soil and helping in general. This year we'll be
4: very strongly encouraging farmers at this time of the year picking two or three paddocks. You know that on their farm that they haven't gone using clover before, but pick out two or three the best ones far clover, and they're there on every farm very, some mightn't have clover, but the vast majority of them have at least two or three paddocks, and what you're looking at and what I'd be encouraging people is up until April time you're putting on your nitrogen as you were for the start of the year, but from May on. I would be encouraging people to go half rate nitrogen on those for a first step to get a handle of how clover works. And invariably i found once people do that, once just washings or um, no, no nitrogen on those paddocks, subsequently in subsequent years encourages clover even more. But just to get that first step and get encouraged into doing it, two or three paddocks, people will be nervous using it first off but they, you know, they're not going to have less grass. They're going to grow every bit as much grass, but it's just to give the farmer confidence to go and use that clover that's in the ground. And just as a figure on the side there, you know, clover is capable of fixing 70 units an acre of nitrogen, which is a huge, valuable source once you do get it up and running properly.
0: Grassland reseeding, including clover, sowing of paddocks with clover, and some clover recommended
4: varieties? Yes, the best way we'd find with getting clover in is if you are reseeding and if you are in derogation, you have to include clover in your grass seed and you have to include at least 0.6 kilo per acre. But what our recommendation would be for reseeding is to include one and a half to two kilos of naked clover seed in which your grass mix, and that's what most people would supply you with if you look for it. And it is important to do it at reseeding time because you have the post-emergence spray that you can spray that protects clover and kills docks as well. So you know, it's important at that stage to use clover in the reseeds. If you're over-sowing clover, you know your field want to be clean enough of docks because you can't spray the over-sown one. Because it gets to an under sort as a. Clover max doesn't work where it isn't reseed. So, if what you're looking at in the over is to get it in into April, early May at the latest. If you're over you know, you just need to get some bit of soil contact, whether it it's as a machine puts it in or you're using. Uh, uh, some form of a harrow just to harrow or a, the cows walk it in but you must you must make sure you get the soil contact and the other thing is that clover seed is small and you can't bury it more than one and a half centimeters is the most it can go down so just be careful when you are doing that and with that over sowing you have to continually graze it at ease, hundred of thousands thousand of a cover for at least three or four grazings. so that's the over sowing but I suppose the last thing you were highlighting there, John, and the most important thing, I think, is to try and make sure that the variety of clover you'll get is what's going to work well. And what we recommend is a medium-type clover, medium-leaf-type clover is what you're looking for. And there's chieftain, and Buddy, Crusader, Upper are for varieties that work in those situations. They're quite hard to get probably if you're oversown, but if you're including it in reseed, generally they're easier and It's up to each person to make sure that they are getting a good variety because. You know, it's once every 10 years you're probably receding, so you need to make good value out of that.
0: The financial check to make sure you haven't been working for nothing or working at a loss.
4: People need to keep in mind that you'll have similar costs to what were there last year. It's just the value of the milk. You know, last year the value kept going up and up. This year it's probably running at the minute two euro a kilo of milk solids less. So just it isn't a case of frightening people. It is just a case of checking to see where you are spending money and that it is worthwhile and that you have your profitability behind that, that you're not running out afterwards saying that got no one warned me that I was going to be back that much in profits It's so just do the calculation, work it out and make it easier for everyone that you're happy with the investment you're making.
0: Well, thank you very much indeed, Fergal. Fergal Amahony there with a timely reminder. Fergal Amahony, Group Facilitator, Chagask Dairy Gold Joint Programme, Park Advisory Office, Moorpark, NFMW. Fergal, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. And a timely reminder, the IFA public information meeting regarding inheritance, succession, and the link to Fair Deal is taking place on Thursday, 20th of April, 8 p.m. Venue will be Fergrove Hotel, Mitchellstown, North Cork. Full specialist team of taxation, legal, and relevant professionals. That's the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to our contributors, as usual, Barry O'Mahadi, 96FM and C103 News Editor, Marie Tuig, 96FM News Reporter, and also creator of the Farm Talk podcasts. Thank you, too, to Laura Woods, Radio Officer, Carberry Regional Mocker Report every fortnight. A special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. The Farm Programme 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Saturday mornings and 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Wednesday evenings.
3: Farm Talk on C103
0: with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Calf Milk Replacer. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes Biotin, Yee Sac, and Protected Minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids, and fertility.